are special people here visiting with us today, but uh, we are all special in God's eyes, and it's a joy to be together. There's a sort of a neat, I don't know, symmetry coming together with the fact that this is Holy Week, and you know we are preparing to celebrate Easter to remember our risen Lord and the event that probably more than anything sparked the birth of the church, the change in era in God's world history from the time of Israel into the time of the church. And uh, I don't know, it's just something neat about that falling together. It's not like it was really planned that way, but it's very exciting. And I was thinking this week, as we prepare for these, these launches, I was thinking about the legacy of the church at large, that we are gathered here today and um, we're celebrating these things that are going on because of generation after generation of saints who have carried the gospel from the time of Jesus right up until now. Now, we can trace the roots of Oak Ridge back to Valleybrook and the College Park Fellowship and then back to the beginning of what became GCC, but that also was born out of something else, out of other church traditions that carried forward the gospel. And there was just something so exciting to me to think, in a sense, like what what we're embarking on uh, at the moment is really exciting, and it's also just a tiny drop in the ocean out of church history. It's just one more small little step as we faithfully follow God's encouragement and instruction um, to continue to plant churches and to spread and to share the gospel in our communities. I had that sort of, you know, you have those moments where you suddenly feel very small. It was one of those moments, and that's just in terms of human history, never mind sort of setting ourselves before God and realizing how small we are before Him. But it was really exciting to me anyway to think that that's what we're part of, um, and it's part of something that we're carrying forward for our children and their children to continue in. So today is a different and a special day. We have several things going on. We're going to be celebrating the launch of a new church. In in fact, actually, in a a sense, the launch of two new churches, maybe even three. More on that later, in case you're wondering where the math comes from. But also taking a few minutes to focus on um, what has been termed the reforging of Oak Ridge, which I think is a great term um, because of the strength that it belies and the desire to kind of reshape into a new form and to step forwards Uh, in faith in the gospel. We're going to be taking some time to reaffirm, to recommission the leadership of those churches. And also, and I'm going to invite Dave to come up and share with me here as well for a moment, how our churches, how we desire for our churches to be interconnected and interdependent. It has been really, it's it's been a huge part of, I can say a huge part of my journey personally, to experience the connection that Oak Ridge has with, all, with what is now you know, a very broad network of churches, not just the, the Seeker network that exists down the, you know, the coast from here down to Florida, um, but also the churches that were sort of officially, formally part of GCC that still form a, just a very rich network of churches. It's, it's been really exciting to me over the last 15, 16 years to see the level of interaction and interdependence between those churches and have a chance to carry it forwards. Dave, you want to come and share on some of those things? Thank you. Thank you. Welcome again, everybody. So glad you're here, especially those of you who are joined on Zoom. I'm so glad you guys are able to participate with us today. Um, As Julian said, you know, it's really a good picture to think of us in our church, in your life as a believer in Jesus Christ, going all the way back to Jesus himself. And it's just an amazing picture, and it is pretty humbling. One of the things that our journey to plant a new church here in Maryland from Oak Ridge, it's, it's a journey that's been, it's been a vision 
for as long as we've been a movement, as long as we've been a church, and it's been a plan in formation stages for several years. So today we are going to be launching a brand new church, but there are going to be some points of interconnectedness and interdependencies, some things that we're planning to be connected with in the future. One of those things, one of those things is we'll be connected financially for several years, as both one of my prayers, as I've been praying over this over the last several months, the Lord, please raise up two healthy and collaborative churches. So a year from now, both churches are very healthy, very encouraged, very, still very collaborative and connected. We still will be connected financially in some very real ways in the intermediate future, and we'll be trusting God to provide for both churches. Another thing that we'll be connected on is this building. So we have a huge legacy and investment in this building. We've been here for almost 20 years now, which is hard to believe. And this building is a stewardship, and it's a partnership with the other members, Hope Church and Emmanuel Messianic Jewish Congregation. So we are going to remain in uh, connection and communication with one another as we figure out what the future of this building is and, and how we're going to participate and make sure we're good stewards and good brothers and sisters to our, the other member congregations here. Um, another thing which is very cool and very excited about is that we will continue to collaborate on Lifeline. Lifeline, you guys are the apples of our eyes. So, I mean, it's, this, is, this is a feature of Oak Ridge Community Church that's been built into from many different angles, all over Great Commission, all over SICA. We have people from inside of our church and outside of our church built into our youth. It is one of our strengths. It is one of our highlights. And Lifeline will continue to meet together and work together and pursue leadership development and loving one another for the foreseeable future while the Lord shows us what directions that, that ministry will take. So we're excited about that. So that's going to be good. Another practical way that we'll be connected with one another is through missions. So we're both going to be, both churches are going to be part of a Southeast Church Alliance, SICA. And there's mission opportunities all over the place through SICA. Uh, I mean, Dave Blum, your church just sent a team to the Texas border, Texas-Mexico border, to do some, uh, to be looking at things. There's things all over the place that we can work together as churches. So we'll be delighted, Oak Ridge will be delighted to work with our new church on missions opportunities in the future. We'd be delighted to work with Evergreen, Dave, Frank, with um, Awaken. So this, these are things that we're going to be connect, interconnected with, not just regionally, but as our two churches in the, around here. So there'll probably be other things too, but one of, the, one of the neat things is we're talking about this in advance. We have a very joyful and peaceful understanding of what this means going forward. You know, finances and how, and how, think, how the ministries are divided and where people go. It can be a tense conversation from time to time. But one, to me personally, one of the evidences that the Holy Spirit is behind this is the peacefulness, the joyfulness, the intentionality, and the clarity that we have on these places where we are going to continue to be interconnected over the, over the coming years. So thank you. I want to invite David and Mike as well up here as well, yes, because one of the things that we want to do this morning is to recognize some of the leaders who have had a significant impact on the history of Oak Ridge and getting it to its present state and um, preparing for this launch as well. And we thought it was very fitting to take some time to do that, to recognize, as I was saying, kind of the, the legacy of those that have gone before or who are still laboring um, in building what we now take forth. We're, we're going to take some time to share. Um, just, you may not know, some of you may not know who some of these people are, um, which is it's neat then to be able to share who they are and the sort of impact that they have had bringing Oak Ridge to its, to its current point and bringing us all to today. And we're going to start with Mike. Good morning, church. 
30 years ago when Lisa and I were in with Valleybrook, there was the leadership there was uh, Steve and uh, Marsha Hogan and Dennis and Thelma Clark. Dennis, you're on, you're on Zoom. We appreciate your foundation that you've laid, brother. We appreciate your, uh, your kindness, your joy, your compassion, you, you, uh, you and your wonderful family. You were so um, encouraging and loving to us as a family, and you certainly set a, set a pace and set a model, and I so appreciate your investment in this church. So uh, again, Steve and Marsha Hogan and Dennis and Thelma Clark, thank you for your investment. Thank you, Mike. So the, the next person that I have an opportunity to discuss is Herschel and Mardine Martindale. I think Herschel and Mardine, you are also watching us on Zoom. Talk about someone that almost goes back to the apostles. Herschel Martindale was part of the foundation of our movement. When, um, when I was a child, he was, he was serving as a catalytic person that, that got this movement moving. And uh, he had influence probably on every single leader and generation of leaders. Herschel and Mardine, the Lord has used you to build into my life, into life of this church, into life of churches around this country, and the life of churches across the world. So we recognize what the Lord has done through your life because you've been surrendered to him and he's used you in very practical ways too. So I mean, as I was considering my calling to be a pastor, he would frequently give me very constructive input on my preaching style. And uh, it helped me quite a bit, to be, to be honest. And I still can't forget the one day I came out, I finished speaking several years ago, many years ago now, I guess. But I walked out, I thought I was like, I was so happy. I thought that the message went really good. And I walked out there and he was just sitting out in the lobby and he looked at me and he said, come here. And then gave me some very helpful feedback for my for my message, content, and speaking styles. He impacted me when I was in college. I remember going to leadership training when I was in college in the 1980s. He was a featured speaker there. So it's just, the Lord has just used you, Herschel and Mardine, and we love you, and I love you guys. Appreciate all that you've done and uh, the investments you've made in every single one of our lives. So thank you. So we would also like to just take a moment and honor I guess we don't have a picture of Tony. Um, Tony Pearson, who I think a lot of you know, but I want to introduce as a member uh, of our close-knit regional churches here. He's one of, the, one of the pastors. And so I first got introduced, and I think a lot of Oak Ridge, or some of Oak Ridge, uh, certainly did with the involvement that we keep talking about the youth this morning and the involvement in however Oaksburg and just the formation of, of how key that was in so many of our youth and young leaders and, and myself as well. And I can remember... One of the things that, that brought us to Oak Ridge and, and just foundationally kept us here was the commitment and the, the interconnectedness that we talk, keep talking about of other churches. And it was so real when we went to those retreats and I got to talk with not just my pastors here at Oak Ridge, but with Tony as well. And I remember going on some walks on the retreats with him and, and that sort of thing. And then all of the, the community of the congregation of Oak Ridge got to be impacted and I think feel the love of Tony when he came and spent the better part of like 18 months with us five years ago and just really helped us to go through an awesome vision process and, and form some really succinct points of, of who we are and how we do life group together and really transform that into um, groups working and living together and, and um, just helped us establish and key in on and, and I think be healthy in our plurality and our, and our teaching team and and these kind of points, and just, just a number of other impact points, but we just wanted to take a moment and honor Tony this morning. 
Good. Okay. Now we get to people who are in the room. It's my privilege to be able to uh, share a few words about George and Beth Seaback. When Marie and I first came here in 2006, George was, uh, well, actually, uh, was not quite any longer the sole pastor of Oak Ridge, but had been for a good while before that. Mike's just whispering in my ear that it's 19 years of serving as a pastor of Oak Ridge. Is that correct? Does that sound about right? And that includes through some very key times. It includes through uh, the period of time coming into this building and all that went along with that. And, I mean, it's difficult to say, it would be wrong maybe to say that the, the, the state or the flourishing of a church depends on one or two people because it really depends on God. But I know that Oak Ridge had come through a stage there that where George's leadership was just critical to, to maintaining stability, to teaching the Word of God. I mean, when we first came here in 2006, we had actually moved over from, from England on a, on a work move, and we'd started visiting churches. And the two weeks before we came here, we had visited churches that were just polar opposites of the spectrum. We went to a, a little Lutheran church that was geographically the closest to our house. We just wanted to go and, and meet those folks and see what the sort of the localist church was like. And it was, they were sweet, God-loving people, but we knew that that was not the place for us. And then we went to a massive community church the following week, and we just felt lost and overwhelmed and like we'd never fit anywhere. And then that, and, and remember talking to each other and saying, man, we're supposed to be here for three years. It might take us three years to find the church that we're, that's supposed to be our home. And then we came to Oak Ridge the following week, and it was just a completely different experience. And there are, there are lots of parts to that, and I don't have time to touch on them all now, but one that I do want to touch on is the teaching that we heard that Sunday. I don't know if, if, if you've never had a long conversation or even a short conversation with George, you might not know. that I, I've never heard anyone speak with more scripture in my life, I don't think, than George. And, you know, uh, it maybe takes, uh, what, two or three sentences before George's words just become straight out of scripture. And that was hugely encouraging to me. And, and because not only is it always going to be good and wise and right, but it's an example that our lives need to be built around scripture and modeled on scripture. And it was just that that was, you know, that was a, a huge step for me to start learning to think that way and to take that responsibility as a husband and a father leading my family in a way that was godly. And then, of course, it was, it was George who invited me to come and um, join staff uh, here at Oak Ridge back in 2010, 11. That's what ended up, um, that was sort of the trigger for us being here in the long term. It was only going to be temporary, and at least in our eyes, God clearly had different plans. And so that's had a huge impact, obviously, um, on us as well and where, where we are today. But I just want to thank you guys. I've talked all about George. I'm sorry, Beth, I've, I've so far completely ignored you, but, which is very rude of me because, no, because that's a very real thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I've heard Marie share. I've heard plenty of other women share about how much you poured into their lives. I know how much you pour into George. Like, I know, I know how important it is for him that you're by his side, for, for others in this church that you have been building into their lives and where, where Paul writes about us being built up to spiritual maturity, that's a team effort. That is, no, that is not a one-person teaching from the front effort. And um, I just want just to recognize both of you. I want to thank you for your years and years of dedicated service to Oak Ridge and for helping to bring it to where it is today. Thank you very much. Well, now we're going to change, change gears slightly because we're going to talk about someone else who's in the room but who are two people actually who are in the room, but who are still heavily involved in the leading of this church. And um, that is Steve and Franny. 
And we thought it was fitting as well today to honor what they have poured into this church, even as it is still going on. So I'm going to invite Eric to kick us off with that. Good morning. I'm going to have to just read this. I have any hope of getting through it, so forgive me. But these two, Steve and Franny, I've been thinking a lot recently about how God seems pleased to, to use the small acts of obedience and faithfulness of our um, lives. Like, it's not just the big things, right? It's the small things that he uses. And I've been thinking how that's like, it's like throwing the pebble into the water, right? The small pebble and then the ripple effects that happen from that pebble being thrown in to the water. They just continue farther than you could even think or imagine sometimes. And when I think about the ripple effect of people in my life who have been steady, faithful, and obedient lovers of Jesus, I think about Stephen Franny. You guys have had a huge impact on my life and on the lives of so many people. I mean, from the first time we walked into this building, you were one of the first you know, people amongst many to just make it feel like home for Nicole and me, like right out of the gate. And so as we think about legacy and, and, and all these people and, and, and specifically the, the lives that you guys have touched, I'm sure this room is full of people with the exact same story as me. And so just to bear witness to that, if you have been um, directly impacted in your life or your family or in your love for the Lord by Stephen Franny, would you just raise your hand? And if you guys can just turn around and look at that. It's huge. I mean, you guys have made spending time with people like one of the top priorities in your lives. I think you average probably 16 life groups at any given time, hopping between group to group and just pouring yourself into the lives of people. And I've You've taught me so much about hospitality and what that means and inviting people into your home and just what it means to make people a priority. Steve, you have been the heartbeat of this dream that Oak Ridge has to plant a church for so long. And this process that, of getting to this point and, and focusing on having strong life groups and learning what it means to love your neighbor well to get to this point has just been your heartbeat day after day, year after year for so long. I've loved all the times we've spent having breakfast at Bagel Bin and McDonald's before church or, or on the weekend some other time to just discuss and dream and plan and pray about those things. I think about the, um, the books we've read together, Church is a Team Sport, Joining Jesus on uh, His Mission, and just the, the lessons and the things that we took from that. I think of all the, the life group leader meetings we had at your house over breakfast and just how you encouraged us and challenged us to lead God's people well and to love our neighbors well. I've just cherished those times as I think back on them. Just been, you poured into me so much, and I'm sure, like you saw the hands, I'm not the only one. Franny, your legacy of loving and serving and praying for women and especially moms is just amazing. You're just the realness of your life and your challenges and your victories uh, that God's led you through in raising your own family. Like you just ooze the love of, of and grace of Jesus into the lives of these women and these moms. And we think about the ripple effect of that. It just, it just keeps going. They're, they're doing, the moms that you poured into are now doing the same thing for other people just because of those pebbles you kept throwing in the water. Your ripple effects are, are huge. And so for, for so long and still to this day, you both have consistently and faithfully made kingdom investments in the li lives of people and in the life of this church in particular and so whatever the Lord is pleased to do in both of these churches for the years to come has a lot of contributing factors to it, but it is a huge part from your direct result of loving Jesus and because of that, your love for people. The legacy of your lives is having impact today and will continue into the future and into eternity. I love you. We all love you. and We are so grateful for all the love you've poured into each and every one of us. We love you guys. Thank you.
I think several of us have something we'd like to say. So I'll share two. I think um, one of the things, Steve, I've appreciated about you is you've been such an encourager and a mentor to me, and you've been a model, um, someone I've modeled my own pastoral shepherding style after. You have the ability to give instruction and to receive instruction. The ability to be a pastor, you are my pastor, you have been my shepherd, and you've allowed me to speak into your life too and with great humility. And uh, that's been instructive, that you modeling that to me has helped me, the Lord has used that to help me develop my own philosophy, my own style of being a pastor here, and something that I am eager, I'm eager to pass along. I'm eager to pass along. So if something you taught me, I am very eager to pass along. And uh, you're, you've, you've been an encouraging, an encourager and a mentor. You've also had a couple points where you've asked me some tough questions that spurred me on. And uh, I remember, again, a long time ago, I said, I said something, I think the Lord may be calling me to be a pastor, and I want to lead God's people. And your comment, usually when someone says that, it's like, oh, that's great, encouraging, keep going. And like the first question you asked me was, is anyone following you? And I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's completely fair. And by God's grace, I accepted that challenge. And not the least of which reason why is because you, when you asked that, I knew it was you're asking that out of love. You're not pushing me back or telling me to get lost. You were telling me this is the next step you needed to take. A very practical point in my life, a very practical thing that I needed to do in order for the Lord to continue refining my life. And I expect that he will continue to encourage and challenge and refine me through you and through Franny. So thank you guys. Love you. Yeah, I just, I think I'm just going to stick with a simple thank you. But it is just an absolute joy to be able to get to say that I get to pastor with Steve Miller. And I don't know that I can say much more than that. I'm sorry, but thank you. It is, it's wonderful to be able to share what, it, you know, some of the, share about some of the folks who have brought us to this point um, in our lives as believers and for us as leaders and have brought this part of God's church to the point that it's at and it's exciting to be able to do that and to look forward at the same time and so that's what we're going to start to do now. I want to take a couple of moments to share about where we're going to be going with the church in the future, the future being next week. Um, <laughs> so last Easter um, we held two services outdoors up in Carroll County dubbed Easter on the Lawn and uh, that was the beginning of a, a pattern of meeting and gathering which picked up pace through last year and has really been the kind of the last leg in the journey that's brought us to now and there's obviously much more of the journey to come. The journey that started as, as Dave was sharing, I mean not just five years ago when uh, Tony was among us and sharing and helping us to uh, re-envision and replan things. Uh, it started not even just when Oak Ridge was originally planted as part of a church planting movement that had the desire to go on and plant more churches, but way before that. Uh, so next Sunday, we'll be, we'll be launching weekly services and continuing our small groups and other activities um, as part of what has been known as Oak Ridge North. Um, we're going to be adopting the name New Leaf Church I wanted to take a moment to explain that name. Um, it's, it, it has a couple of really neat levels of meaning to it, and I really wanted to be able to just share briefly what those are. New leaf in two primary senses. One, in that the new leaf is a sign of new growth. Proverbs 11 speaks of not trusting in your riches, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf or a spring leaf, a new leaf. And that's our desire, that we desire to pursue righteousness and for God to see us flourish as a new church and to bring growth in our lives as believers and growth in the lives of those who are not yet believers. 
Secondly, there's a sort of a picture of the gospel in the term new leaf in the sense of turning over a new leaf. Uh, you think of Isaiah chapter 1, um, where Isaiah is prophesying um, that our sins are as red as scarlet, but they shall be seen white as snow. That when we turn to God, we ask his forgiveness, and we seek his redemption, and that our sins are forgiven, and we are seen as white as snow before God, and we have been able to turn over a new leaf to a fresh page with him and to start over. And that, again, is true of us as believers when we mess up, that we get to go before God to ask for his forgiveness and to receive that forgiveness just in an unending pattern as long as we need it. And it's also true of those as they come to the Lord for the first time, that whatever has happened in their life up to this point passes away. The old has gone, the new has come. They're a new creation, and it's a clean page. And there was a third level of meaning, which I thought was really neat, that you know, if you've been around in, in uh, churches um, that are part of this network for any length of time, like three seconds, you'll know there's a big tree-related theme to naming churches. Uh, in this network, and it, we're not on the tree theme in particular. Um, there was a joke several years ago about it being Maple Leaf Church because uh, I think it was Steve started referring to us as Canadians because of how far north we live, and that didn't stick <laughs> probably for the best. But there's just a neat little uh, level of meaning there in that this is the new leaf that's growing off Oak Ridge, um, some new growth that is growing off Oak Ridge, and indeed the churches um, around it that support it and, and everything. So it's really neat to be able to pack that kind of meaning into where we're going and, and what we're doing and to be able to put an identity on it that just reflects our desire to see God grow us, grow us in our own spiritual maturity, grow the church and bring new ones to faith. And it's a really exciting journey to be on. And so we're going to be setting out, Mike and I will be, I don't know, we're the founding pastors, is that the right phrase? That sounds very grand, I don't know, that's a bit pretentious. But we'll, so we will be serving as the pastors of New Leaf Church um, going forward, and we have a great leadership core with obviously our wives and then with the Simpsons and the Montgomerys and, uh, and a great core of church body around that as well, and it's really exciting to be a part of. Um, you're going to share just for a moment about our community of focus and... Yeah, so glad to partner together and work together and, and see a church grow in Carroll County. So uh, come visit us. We'd love to have you. We're meeting in a rented facility for now, and that's working out just fine. It's a banquet hall of a swim club. And we've got about 40 or so with us, and we're just looking to the Lord to see that grow and multiply and step forward into what we believe he has brought forward. It's not really, uh, you know, we look back at the events and my goodness, you know, I've been in the church here for 30 years. I wasn't looking to leave. It wasn't my idea. We genuinely believe this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. So we thank you for the opportunity as we, as we step forward in, by faith into what he's doing. Can we pray for you? All right. First of all, just a comment. So it's appropriate that we lay hands on you as elders of Oak Ridge, and we recognize you two men, Julian and Mike, as elders of New Leaf Church. We're excited to see this. I commend you as elders. You have a calling before God to lead and shepherd and sacrifice and even suffer on behalf of your flock if you're called to do so. So we commend the saints, the dear saints, whom we love dearly. We commend the saints of New Leaf, of New Leaf Church into your shepherding hands, into your oversight, and we we relinquish our shepherding responsibilities of these saints. Not our love, not our love, not our relationships, not our friendships, but we relinquish them into your care and shepherding. And it's appropriate that we take this moment to recognize you and lay hands on you as elders of a brand new church. We praise God. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your love and your mercy. I do reflect on the comments that have been made. Lord, I think back, Jesus, how you commissioned each one of us. To, uh, 
to love you, to, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbors, ourselves, to spread your gospel to a very needy and dark world. And we're called to love and give and suffer as needed. Father, I suffered very little. We've actually suffered very little. But give us grace, Lord, to, um, to labor uh, for you, to build your kingdom, your church. This is your church. We are under shepherds. Jesus, you are the chief shepherd. We rejoice. It is a joy to be able to serve you, God. It is a joy to be able to, to love your people, to love the world around us, God. And they ask for your blessing and your peace and your grace and your fruit and your joy in New Leaf Church. In Jesus' name. God, as New Leaf gets planted, God, that it would be, it would be a fruitful tree, God, one that grows bountifully, in Carroll County, God, that as you have impassioned Julian and Mike, God, to to grow into that community and, and those that go with them, God, that you would just continue to establish them, God, that you would that you would soften the ground, that you would warm the hearts of those that, that go before them, God. Just go before them in and um, just furrowing the ground, God. We pray for we do we establish Mike and Julian as as elders of New Leaf, God, and get the leadership and and the saints that go to gather them, and we, we lift them up to you right now in the bountiful harvest that is ahead for your, your church, your body, your bride, God. Amen. Just a small note, too. One of the areas that Dave Ferguson talked about, missions. I'm taking an exploratory trip with the, the group uh, Total Health end of uh, April. And my, my heart there is to find a Latin church in Central America that we can partner with on an ongoing basis. They provide... Uh, low-cost health care, they share the gospel, there's 10 clinics down there, so I'll be going with two doctors, kind of in a whirlwind exploratory trip there, we'll visit at least eight of them here at the end of April, so looking forward to that, and keep that in your prayers as well. Something to be praying for, too, in terms of missions, that as, as you launch out, Mike, and, and Dave, and some company to go along with him to to visit the fine folks at GCE and support what is what will be their retreat coming up, you want to take a second and just share sure. with the saints? So, yeah, so on Thursday, Madeline, Stephen, Eleanor, Shirley, and myself will be departing for Budapest, and then we will be um, taking a car ride to a hotel um, out in the countryside, and we're going to be meeting with Great Commission Europe yearly mission uh, retreat. So it's a time when they call the missionaries from Europe to a central location for a time of refreshment and encouragement, and it's all, we, we have a separate program for the youth. This year, we're going to have the most youth we've ever had. It's going to be 27 youth, ages 0 to 17. And you can bet your booties are going to put the older ones to work. So this is going to be, the, it's really interesting because this is, another, this is another way that the investment that we make in our youth is going to pay off because Madge and Stephen and Ella are basically going to be running their own lifeline, their own LT-type experience for these older kids. And the, the, what they've learned and the leadership development that they've, they've developed over the years is going to be exerted on these missionary kids. Sometimes these missionary kids, is the, they look forward to this time all year long. It's the first time in three years they've been able to be together because of COVID. It's canceled the last two years. And so this is something that the families look forward to. It's something that the kids look forward to. It's a key time of encouragement, refreshing. And they have, those kids have all the same struggles that, that, that our kids here have. And we're looking to build a connection with them, to serve them, to have fun with them, to give them strong 
biblical content and hopefully build, continue to build some, uh, some, our relationship with them. So, so I don't know what the future holds in terms of, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Oak Ridge and New Leaf and Sika can continue to support them in the future. But if, there's, if any of you, any of you in any of our churches are willing to go and spend time with these kids and with these families, you're welcome to let me know and we'll sign you up for the next time we go. Thank you, Dave. So I wanted to just touch for a moment or two on some of, I think um, Julian already introduced the, the reforging that we have had uh, at Oak Ridge. And as a result of, of actually launching, because it just happened, of, of actually launching New Leaf Church. And as a result of, of launching New Leaf Church, it created, I think, a, a beautifully healthy time for Oak Ridge to not sit back and wallow at those that we will miss, but rather to take that time and reforge is, is what we are establishing it as, and to really understand and use this as a time to think about, okay, where are we going as Oak Ridge, as the, as the body of saints that is now Oak Ridge? Where are we going, and what does the future look for, forward to for us as we look to continue God's work, and what are we doing with that and the areas that we want to focus in on. And so it's been just a wonderful time since the, we had a teaching series and even before that, just to pray together and to listen to where God is pouring us into. And so we've identified a couple of strategic areas that uh, I'm sure you're going to be hearing, or I know you're going to be hearing a lot more about in terms of discipleship and evangelism, equipping families and and to continue really what we think is just a wonderful time to, to rethink about service and ministry and how we as a church are structured and to keep that uh, sharp and healthy. And so that is and will continue to be the reforging of uh, as we go forward. And, and man, by God's grace, with, with Dave and with Steve, I'm just excited to, to take on this effort of, of pastoring Oak Ridge Community Church as we as we look forward to building into each other and to building and spreading his kingdom. So just wanted to share a little bit of, of what is ahead for, for Oak Ridge. And likewise, um, we wanted to take the, the time to essentially recommission Dave and Dave and Steve and re-recognize as elders of Oak Ridge. This may seem, you know, a little, I don't know, redundant seeing as we, these are elders of Oak Ridge, but I think this is an important inflection point for our church and we want to make sure that in the same way David, you just said that we, you know, you're sending off us with love and trust for the saints that are forming New Leaf Church. We do the same thing. Mike and I are relinquishing our shepherding of Oak Ridge into your hands, and of course, not at all relinquishing our love for the, for the saints here and our relationships, but the same thing, and we wanted to replicate that for you guys. Lord, we give you thanks for these men who are willing to take responsibility, who are willing to step forward and say, I'll take care of God's people. I'll, I'll care for the church. I'll care for your bride, the one that you spilled your life for, that you gave your life for here at Easter. We think about the precious uh, value that you placed on your church. And thank you that these men have caught that vision, that they, that they care deeply for your church. And uh, we commit them to you. We thank you for them. We... Um, Lift them up to you for their enablement, that, that they would watch themselves carefully, as we all must. We, we thank you for your um, commands in Scripture, that we would watch ourselves carefully in our doctrine, our teaching, and, and how we carry ourselves, how we live our lives. Uh, we, we thank you for these men. 
and we do pray for the flourishing of Oak Ridge. We ask that it would be uh, filled with labors, filled with disciples, filled with children who love you and marriages that are healthy and sound and strong and uh, a, a church that uh, reflects your glory and your love and your care for one another, that we would hold fast to the word of God, that we wouldn't stray in our doctrine, that we would be a church that loves one another. And uh, we, we pray for Oak Ridge, Lord, that you would bless it and keep it and preserve it and multiply it here in Clarksville. Lord, we thank you for your good purpose, for your truth in our lives, for your desire to build the church. And we thank you for these brothers. And we trust, um, we trust them to you. We trust uh, David and David and Steve to you as under-shepherds of Oak Ridge. May they carry forth your word of truth in this church body, your love for the saints, your message to the lost. May they be your vessels, your servants, as they have been. We thank you for what what we have already, how we've already benefited from um, from uh, their service, their dedication to you and to the church. And we pray for strength and sustainment for them going forwards and that your truth and your light would guide them in all things. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. But wait, there's more. I said two, maybe three churches amongst our visitors today. And I'm sorry, I'm remiss that I haven't actually introduced who all of the visitors are with us today. I'd probably miss some, but I can, I can call out some. And I, so we've got Frank and Gisela Lou have come all the way up from Awaken Church in Florida. We've got Dave and Vanessa and Hannah Blum who have come up from Evergreen in Manassas. Very good. Welcome to you. And then we've got, in particular, I want to key in now on this side of the room, it's like a sort of a, the opposite of lifeline thing. You've all migrated that side. So we've got Nick and Megan Scott and Brian and Iana um, Rock who have come up from Richmond. So they have come through um, a Blaze church in, um, in Blacksburg in the past and are now getting ready to plant a new church in Richmond. And I want to invite you guys up here just for a moment to share, if you would, what's going on there because this is an important time for you as well. Yeah, thank you so much for having us here during, I mean, such an awesome special time. And do just want to say first, whether you realize it or not, uh, we have been really spiritually blessed by your church, encouraged by your church, led by the men who are on this stage. So really cherish the relationship we have, and we hope that our faces become more and more familiar ones uh, over the next years. As I said, I'm Brian Rock. This is Nick Scott and our wives, Iana and Megan, are over there. I was just going to give a short and sweet kind of summary of what this church plant experience has been like. And uh, Nick's going to share a leap of faith that he and Megan had to take uh, to be a part of it and that Iana and I are just so grateful for. It all started a few years ago when we were mere college students at Virginia Tech. So at Blacksburg Ablaze that's pastored by Nick Pearson and Tony Pearson. And when they planted that church in Blacksburg, they had the vision that that church would spring off more churches, you know, more new leaves, to use that metaphor. And we had no plans beyond getting a bachelor's degree at the time, uh, but being around them, uh, we really felt that God was calling us to be a part of that church plant experience. And I uh, really encourage anyone in here who wants to learn more. I mean, there's so many details that I'm not going to go into 
right now, uh, but we won't bite. You know, we're friendly, and we would love to talk to anyone who is just curious or interested about what's going on in Richmond. But in the last four years, we've graduated, we've gotten jobs, we've gotten married, and uh, very recently, in the last couple of months, we've bought houses in Richmond, which has been just a great blessing and great uh, miracles of God in this current housing situation. We've definitely had a really interesting experience of the up and downs of church planting during COVID, and that's definitely something we weren't expecting to do, but it has been, I really felt, feel like it's built us to be stronger and really helped us to build into each other in our marriages, which are very new ahead of this church planting experience. In terms of what we're doing now, we first started inviting people over to our apartments back in on Labor Day, so September of this past year. And just, you know, by God's grace, uh, we are also having our first service next Sunday. It was not planned. There was no <laughs> discussion. And so now that we're settled into our houses for about a month now, we're just really um, looking forward to inviting people there and uh, sharing our lives and the love of God with them. I'd say one of the themes of the church planting process for us, so much of it has been waiting for God. There were so many transition points for us. As Brian was saying, you know, when we were in college, it was, all right, you just got to graduate first. We were interested like in sophomore, junior year, and we're like started to meet together separately. And when we do Bible study with the rest of the church, we'd break off and do like the church plant group and talk about stuff, try to figure out what our different roles are, things like that. So from that period on, it was you know, waiting to graduate, and once you graduate, it's like, okay, you got to figure out the job situation, but we probably should wait till everybody graduates that's on the church plant, so we're not all splitting up. So it's like waiting for everybody, and then it was waiting to get married, and then waiting to move and get jobs, and it's all these things, and we finally like dropped in to, to Richmond. We're like, okay, we can get started, and that's when COVID hit, and we're like, well, maybe not. All right, so we're going to do a little bit of a delay there, but that whole process that, that jump piece was huge for Megan and our in my lives. Um, we were hugely blessed with Megan's job. Uh, she still works at Virginia Tech. She was able to work remotely through the whole process, which was great because when we first moved, COVID, like all that stuff started in like March. We, we had like ended our apartment lease. I had turned in, like talked to my boss, like, yep, I'm going to be leaving in May. And then everything starts happening with COVID. It's like, ooh, this is starting to get to be a really hard time to move and, but we had already signed, like, we're going to live at these apartments. We'd already terminated our lease sort of a thing. So it was like the, we had already jumped off the platform, and we thought there was one over here. And then it's like we just kept going, and it was like, oh, it wasn't there. Okay. And so we, what ended up being like the, I guess, the, the glider we were on that bought us time was uh, Megan's job, being able to work remote. I, I ended up going to Richmond, not being able to find a job for like six or seven months. And I got to, I, I say, I got to live the dream for a little while and be the house husband and just make all the food and clean everything and Megan was the breadwinner for uh, several months there while I was just looking everywhere but there was just nothing going on and uh, the first job I was able to get was after seven months and it was it it was provision that God had given us but it was still part of this trial we were in the job was in Fredericksburg which was about an hour and 15 minute drive north and so I was making this commute and they were working four-day, like, week, work week. So I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, driving up, and I'd get home at, like, 5.30, which made it really hard to, like, that just that wasn't already a congruent schedule, I guess, for doing church planting. 
because I was exhausted all the time. And even on Sunday, being able to do stuff was hard because I was getting ready to start doing this weird schedule shift again. And I remember being not, um, not frustrated with God, but at a point where I was like, what are we doing here? You know, like this is, we came to Richmond, uh, COVID hit, you know, what's the next step? Uh, how much more waiting do we need to do before we can, you know, really get started? And I had been looking for work the entire time I was at this position because being that far away was just really hard. And there was a moment, I think I'd been looking for work for about 13 or 14 months in total because even after getting this job, I never stopped looking. From the point we were like, we're going to go to Richmond, that was like the start point of of looking for work. And it had just been a little um, exhausting, a little bit demoralizing when you send stuff out and you just hear nothing back. And I was in the car, in the dark, on my way to work one day. It was raining. It was just like the worst start to the week. And I had a moment where, you know, just kind of going back and forth with the Lord on the trip. uh, There was a moment where it felt like, you know, Jesus was asking me, like, are you willing to suffer for this? Like, if this is the job you get and you're stuck with this for the whole church plant, will you still do it? And I was just like, okay, we're at that. Okay. Uh, And it's, I've, been, I've had enough of these points in my life where it's like, when you get to these, you're not supposed to like hesitate or say no. So it's like, yes, I will do it. I'm not, I'm not nailed to a cross, so I can't complain. Like you already did the ultimate stuff. So yes, I will do this commute and do this job. And within like two weeks of that, I had like three different offers to other jobs that were close by. And I'm like, yep. And this is a, a theme that I felt going through this, this process, making this leap of faith. God sort of has given me a perspective over time now of, of looking at these things and being like, I'm in a testimony right now. I don't know, it, I don't know what it is yet and what it all goes to, but I've, I've, I've seen God come through with things in the past where I didn't feel like I was going to be able to get a job, but even the things I was doing at a blaze, God was able to use those to make my resume stand out and be able to, make these, to provide for us. So this whole trip to, to Richmond, there were many times we jumped, we had nothing really expected on the other end. Even in the process of figuring out where to go, we prayed and fasted to figure out where are we going to plant a church. And, uh, you know, Brian was the one that was hearing from the Lord to go to Richmond. And Megan and I, our hearts were just like, we don't know where. We don't have any real ties to any different way. So we were just like, we'll trust. That's what, that's what we're hearing from, that's what Brian is hearing. And we're all one church together. So let's do it. And we were just really just excited to get started. So as COVID finally started going back down and we're able to actually meet with people. It feels surreal because it's been six like years in the making of us wanting to do something and finally we have people in our apartments eating the food we made. And we're like, yes, we got there. We're finally here. So uh, yeah, like Brian said, if anybody wants to talk to us about some of the stuff we've gone through, uh, would love to share. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of lessons, but it's it's been very fulfilling. And it's I think the thing that was that really has affected me is just seeing how all these different little moments, you know, you guys coming to like retreats and things and on, on messages on Sundays, like little tiny steps that lead towards this path that get us, you know, I can look back and see inflection points of when somebody has poured into my life or said, you know, you like the challenges, like you guys were saying when you were commending all these other elders that have been through your lives. There's like little moments that end up being the things that are like inflection points to go later down the road. And I can, I'm, I can look back and see some of those moments. And they happen, for us at least, they happened when we were young and we weren't originally setting out to plant a church. It just all leads there eventually. So it's obviously not, uh, you know, our appropriate or our position to be commissioning you guys as elders of your new church in Richmond, but we would like to be praying together for all three of these churches. I'd like to invite 
um, the other leaders who are here with us. If you, wanna, you guys want to come up to the front, uh, I think uh, Paul, are you going to come up as well? Paul Shekel, who's a long-serving missionary in um, Ukraine. I'd just like to invite you guys who are visiting with us, um, if you would, to pray over these three churches for their flourishing, and indeed for all of our churches. One of the brothers shared about waiting. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up on wings like eagles. I just want to take this moment to lift these brothers up. Thank you, Lord. We stand behind them. We thank you for your love for each one of us. It's mind-boggling how the God of all creation could love us as you do. Lord, we are humbled because we know our faults and our failures. <laughs> but you take us through them. So we want to say thank you for these young men who are starting new churches. We thank you for the birth of these churches. We ask you to bless them beyond measure. And we know that you will. We know that you've already been doing that. Thank you, Lord, that you don't look on us and see our sinfulness. Lord, you see us as perfect, pure, and holy. How can it be? How can it be? But Lord, that's who you are. We love you, Lord. And we just commission these young men. I thank you that with the new plant, Oak Ridge North, New Leaf, the, the majority of those people starting are longtime friends of mine. Mm -hmm. I've known them and loved them for so long. And I'm excited to see what is going to happen up there in Sykesville, Eldersburg area. We just love you, Lord. We continue to thank you. Thank you so much that you care for us and you carry us forward. Amen. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for the majesty and the beauty of and the work of your hands. Lord, thank you that the kingdom is advancing and advancing with force. You know, sometimes as uh, just kind of looking out in the world, there can be a, a sense of uh, frustration, helplessness, and even depression sometimes. It's just the state of the world. And yet to be reminded that, uh, God, that your Holy Spirit continues to work and to work mightily. Thank you that, uh, to be reminded that uh, even as Jesus' words to us, that you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the world. And just that the kingdom is advancing and advancing in force. And we just thank you, God, for that. I do want to pray over these churches that are being sent out and uh, just so excited by uh, the men that you're raising up, the families that you're raising up, the, uh, the women and men that are taking these leaps of faith. Um, I thank you for New Leaf Church. And I do want to pray over Julian and Mike and, um, Lord, the, this community, this faith-filled community that has taken this bold step of faith. And we're just excited to see how their, their uh, joy at this new congregation that's coming and being born. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that you bless them with some tremendous fruitfulness as they care for and bless and love this new community, God. I pray that you would give them an outsized influence on the people around them, Lord Jesus, and to be able to shine as light into dark places, to be salt in places that are just tasteless. And, uh, God, just bring the light and force of the gospel into that community, Lord Jesus. It'd be refreshed, renewed, that uh, even this upcoming Easter Sunday, that you'd exceed their expectations, Lord, and just bless them tremendously. I thank you for 
the leaders here at Oak Ridge and the renewed vision that you're giving Dave and David and Steve, Lord, and just uh, the tremendous work uh, and legacy of this church. And uh, to be able to see uh, the women and men of faith that has been raised up here and just the incredible stories that are being told and shared and uh, many, so many stories that even didn't get highlighted today but are a part of the fabric and interweavings of this body of believers and just pray for uh, where they're headed, Lord, uh, for this church, for your continued blessing and for giving them a renewed vision to be able to think through and reimagine how you're going to use and bless and this uh, impact, allow this church to impact the community around them, Lord God. And Lord, just pray for your spirit to move mightily with clarity and, yeah, and just renew spirits, God. And uh, Lord, I'm excited about this uh, church plant in Richmond. Lord God, I thank you for, for Brian and for Nick sharing their vision during the time today, Lord. And I do pray that you would bless them. God, it has been a number of little hiccups and starts and stops uh, in their journey. And it's been just such a delight to hear that they have uh, not lost faith, not lost heart, but are even all the more so determined to, uh, to be, yeah, involved in this work of church planting that you've given us to be able to, to go out and to multiply. And Lord, just pray that your hand, your spirit would bless them mightily. And God, that they would be refreshed and renewed and that this would be just a tremendous year for all of these churches, Lord God, to be able to see the fruit of their hands, God, to see your spirit at work in mighty, fresh, and new ways. And God, for, um, yeah, for these men and women to be blessed mightily in Jesus' name. Lord, we just uh, come before you, and as we think about Passion Week and how the Last Supper you gathered your disciples, the men you loved, the men you invested into, and at that night, Lord, you reminded them that there was going to be an ending, an ending of your public ministry on earth, an ending of what you were doing in their community, in your physical presence, but you also pointed them to a new beginning, and you said, look, I am going to be finishing my work here, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit and he'll reside in you and he'll empower you and he'll move you to new chapters in your life. And so this morning, God, we're reminded that there are endings and new beginnings all the time in our lives. Old chapters written and new chapters forged. We look forward to the new chapter, the new beginning in all of our lives, every church represented, every individual represented here and thank you, you're with us on that journey. You're working all things together for good. You have a purpose for our lives collectively, individually, and all together. And one day in heaven, God will share stories forever and ever because of your work and your love. And we praise you and honor you as our Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 